Welcome to Banana Split. My name is Vin. My name is Patrick. The cream to my banana is talking、mm. about news, geeky news, and everything else in between, and what's happening this week. Welcome, welcome, welcome. How are you, Patrick? Nice little flourish there.、Um, yep, and that's not in a gay way. We're both in a bowl, but we're not eating. We're being eaten by who? We'll leave that to your imagination. Yeah.、Um, but yeah, no homo. Not that there's anything wrong with that.、Um, so yeah, today we hopefully we're going to talk about some、uh, movies we've watched. I've seen two that somehow, through a stroke of luck, you've also both seen both of those movies, which are Dunkirk、yes. and War of the Apes. Magic. Great times.、Um, We're also going to talk about a couple of. I want to get like a weekly feature going where we talk about the most、uh, controversial news overseas and at home, then sort of some comic related news, or we could just call it a geek news type thing, and then just the silliest article I could find, and that's always、Great. going to be from a lovely, strange land called Florida. Lovely,、um, lovely Florida. Yeah, it's a dream one day. Bright and、there. sunny.、Mm. Um, Just so, like first up, Dunkirk. What did you think? Yes.、Um, so I had the privilege of watching Dunkirk in George Street Cinema in seventy millimeter, and the experience was uh, overwhelming, uh, to say the least. It was such an ephemeral experience. I the the whole scenes, the the, the ticking of the, the the clock, the loud booming sounds. The scale of all the soldiers, and that the fact that the focus is, is more on that particular event, and it didn't spread itself too thin throughout the entire continent. Continent, it was like those soldiers and the struggles.、Um, I think it's it's one of the most unique war stories I've ever seen in in the way that it portrayed、uh, those events. And I heard that、uh, one of the veterans watched that movie, and he felt, and he said it felt like the real thing, like ninety nine percent. I think it's probably the closest. Um, they've got to the real thing since Saving Private Ryan, and yeah, you're right about、um, it being tense. I mean, the only film I can think of I've seen recently that、um, gave me a similar feeling of dread and suspense was probably that one with Sandra Bullock where she's in space and she's trying to get back down to Earth. Gravity. It's like that. Yeah, Gravity. That's the one.、Um, you know, all she wants to do is survive, and that's all they want to do in this. And You know, you can't really spoil a war movie where you know what's happened, but there's some stuff that goes on with those characters that we'll try not to、um, ruin for you. But yeah, another word you mentioned there was ephemeral. Ephemeral. Yeah. What's that mean?、Um, it's it's. <laughs> Now I have to go to my dictionary.、Uh, yeah, I thought so because I no, thought it meant something、no. that was intangible and nebulous. No, eph- ephemeral means、uh, things that don't last. So like. Yes.、Um, Transient. Yeah, so it,、right. it could be like physical things that don't last.、Yep. So、um, in those events, it went by very quickly.、Um, and then the music with Hans Zimmer right, was incredible.、It. I thought you dropped a clanger there, but you seem to have saved it. Yeah.、Um, no, I'm good, Patrick. I'll call you out. Don't you worry. <laughs>、uh, yeah. No, I, I saw it twice. Actually, I saw it with my son, who's eight, and he said it was one of the best movies he's ever seen, which is, I'm sure, is a very long list. Yeah. So the way we're going, we watch a movie every week. So eventually, he's going to be a, a real buff. Um, but then again, he said the fourth best film on his list was Transformers Five. So can, can you trust you know, that? Give him a take anything. <laughs> anything he says with a grain of salt. But I'm still glad he had a good time and he seemed really gripped by it. And the second time I watched it was again in 70 millimeter, like Vin,、um, in George Street, because that was the only one in Sydney doing it like R- that. Right. No, went in completely unprepared. I thought it was going to be a large IMAX style screen because I was like, "Well, 35 mil 
is most films. And then 70 mil is bigger, so it must be a big screen. But weirdly enough, it was an average size screen. But suddenly I noticed a lot more grain. Um, I noticed they had to change over the... At one point, it stopped for like two seconds. There was a really tense moment where they're inside a sinking fish... Uh, like a warship? boat. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's one of the smaller boats that was beached. And then the water's cut, the tide's coming in. Oh, yes, yes. And the um, Germans have been shooting at it for target practice. And all these uh, soldiers are hiding in the... Uh, so I don't want to give too much away about what happens. But basically, in the middle of this scene, it just stopped. And we're all sitting there like, well, this didn't happen the first time I watched it. <laughs> but then it started again. And Rony, my the friend I watched it with, was like, oh, they must have had to switch over the, the film. Yeah. And the only th- reason I know that is a thing is because we've all seen Inglorious Bastards and that was something that was brought up and yeah with old school film things like that can go wrong yeah because you know a human is required and if a human is in anywhere in that process mistakes are going to happen well it shows that um, each viewing will be different if there's mm. if there's a human involved right <laughs> and also with the film it's... you can see the flickering as you said the grain and just had that sense of going back to that time period. Yeah, which yeah, I'd forgotten know. about. Like, it seamlessly segged into digital and I just got used to the slick nature of that. Too crisp to detail. So, yeah, I was just, I was like, no, this is fine and it works for for what it is. It's great. Um, but then to suddenly watch one that's actually not a digital projector, it's film. Yeah. I was like, oh, it really, I felt like I'd gone back in time. It, it brings you back. And- not just because of what was on the screen, which was amazingly accurate apparently there was only a few things that they couldn't get right like the interior of the trains that they get on um there's a shot where tom hardy's flying over a beach and you can tell that some of the architecture is a bit more modern than it should be yeah um but you really have to look for it um and then one of the planes is like a recreation of uh, a german bomber and it's not quite right i think one of the ships has something on the back of it that's post 80s but you know you have to be a, a total buff yeah. Like a, a military historian to pick that stuff up. Right. Um, but, you know, in terms of the crafting of the visual language, it's perfect. Yeah. Um, you can't The, the cinematography is absolutely beautiful, especially to show the hundreds of extras and soldiers, especially in that one scene mm-hmm. where one soldier was looking up and then a wave of other soldiers would also look up. So you would get that effect of, yeah. oh, the bombs coming and the, the tension was, was very clear. Mm. Um, I, I felt really, really on edge. Like my butt was hurting, and the film though was actually only an hour and forty minutes, right? Compared to other films, which maybe like Spider-Man: Homecoming was two hours. Yeah, everything is over two minutes. hours now. And yet, I, I felt a, a sense of dread, and it felt very long mm. uh, with all those scenes and how it played out. Which is usually not a good sign. It should feel short if it's if you're having a good time, then time flies. But yeah, you know, but it's still the, the music and everything else. Yeah. Mm. It was all perfect. They had that ticking sound all the way through, keeping you right on your, your toes. But I think it only stopped, I noticed, the second time I watched it when um, they got on the train to go home. And that was, yeah. one fell asleep and then finally it just ticked, tick and stopped. Yeah. And uh, Nice conclusion. It was a beautiful moment. Mm. And there was colour in the first few seconds where they're in Belgium. And then they get to the beach. It's just all greys and muted hues. And then they get to yeah. England and then finally it's colour again. It's bright sunshine. Um, so there was a clever use of uh, film language there in terms of keeping a certain palette for certain scenes. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, I can't really complain about the use of time jumping. 
they did start I got one hour confused, yeah. with a bunch of characters. It flashed up on the screen. This is one hour in. Then it says it's one week and it says it's one day. So there's three different time periods that they start with and then eventually it just sort of ties them all together. Yeah, so there's um, clearly three distinct uh, perspectives. Uh, so minor spoilers. It's basically one in the air and it shows air. One, mm. one in the mole, like the beach, and then one on, on the one on the you. boat. Um, and, and it would show different times. Hey, Patrick. <laughs> You're the one that didn't turn your phone down. That sounded suspiciously like which app? Yeah, I thought so. He's the only one of us that can um, use Tinder. So, I'm like, I vicariously live through his matches sometimes, so that can be a bit of fun. Yeah, shows how desperate he, he is. He still hasn't let me swipe for him because I would just swipe for everything and then talk to people just I, to troll them. I have standards, but but let's go back to Dunkirk. <laughs> yeah, I great segue. film. Yeah. I'll give it four out of five. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. I, I give it four out of five. I, I reckon that's the first time I've actually rated anything. I reckon we should move to a new standard out of seven. Um, and 100%. I'll give it five out of seven. Well, I want to go old school with the percentage. I give it All nine right. out of ten. 90%. All right, that's pretty high. That's like an IGN rating. Um, but then again, it's fair enough because you didn't really find any faults with it. Um, you know, there, were, <laughs> there was one complaint by a USA Today journalist who said there wasn't enough people of color or female uh, leads. But, I mean... Come on, yeah, man. I, I don't know. It's not really necessary in a film that's literally about soldiers that were on a Especially on a British soldiers. British soldiers. Yes. And at that time, it wasn't as cosmopolitan as it is now. Um, so yeah. And there was a few, uh, colored people amongst the French troops apparently. Yeah. It just, yeah, that was pushing the whole PC thing a bit far, I think. Um, this was, this is a historical film trying to be accurate. So you can't push, uh, diversity in in a historical film, right? Especially with what's happening back, back then. So if I, if I put, uh, people of color in, in, um, let's say the, the crusades, if I start to put Asian people in the Crusade film, it would not make any sense Yeah, but you could do a, a movie about samurai and have a black guy because that's a thing. Yeah. It was a black samurai. But I'm not talking about the Crusade. That Afro samurai wasn't talking about the Crusades. I mean, it depends on what the subject yeah. matter is. So if it's a fictional work... And they had the Moors yeah. back then. I remember watching Robin Hood in the 90s and that had, uh, was it Morgan Freeman? And everyone got a bit uptight about that. Um, but that was a stretch, but some historians did say that it was somewhat plausible Yeah, if you pushed it. But I, I think at that time, they were the, the Muslim hordes that were coming up through Spain and Portugal, and they were doing really well at the time. I mean, I've been to Spain, and there was some beautiful architecture there built by the, the Moors of the time, and it took a while for the Christians to get their shit together and kick them out. So, mm. you know, that's been going on for a long time, that war. Yeah, okay. Um, anyway, uh, speaking of war, yeah, War of the Apes. War of the Apes. Nice. That was smooth. I'll give you a high five for that. Um, no, I saw that with my son again. Um, it was a bit... Uh, what was your verdict, Patrick? I mean, I should get a score from him so I can relay it. I'll have to start doing that. But yeah, I. it was weird. It was one of those films that I respected in a big way for what it did. It achieved all its goals. It kept me... Um, guessing, I didn't really know what was going to come next, which surprised me because I'd seen the trailer so many times and it was a long trailer and it seemed to give away most of the major plot points. So I was a bit disappointed about that going in. I was like, I really prefer, like with Dunkirk, they didn't do any of that. They they showed a few of the more tense 
moments like here there's a plane crashing here's a ship sinking but you know you don't really know what's going on right Whereas with war of the apes it was like you know here's the main characters assaulting a base and here's the bad guy yeah and you know it just seemed to be really straightforward um but then i went in and it kind of it went in a different direction to where i thought it would go um you know there were some obvious tropes that they stuck to with the the main character's family being sacrificed and then him spoilers making some sacrifice well spoiler alert you know it's kind of sorry guys coming a mile away spoilers five four three two one continue (laughs) please a bit late for that okay um i'm not going to name i guess it's sort of easy to guess probably what i said but like there's bigger spoilers i could make that i'm not going to okay um but yeah it's just can you can you talk in a general sense um how did you feel about character development um yeah there was the, a, sorry, the scenes and everything right. else there was a girl that they used um a little girl because one of the things that happens with humans is sure they all got wiped out there's a couple left now the disease is mutated to take away speech from um a large number of the human population and that is kind of the way that this uh What's the opposite of protagonist? Antagonist. Antagonist. The Woody Harrelson character deals with this is quite severe. And his superiors don't like that. And that's why his section of the army is kind of end, ends up going against the rest of the army. And that sort of forms the final battle in the movie. Yeah. Um, it's not between the apes and the humans, which that, I thought that's was That's what the I case. initially thought as well. Um, yeah. It's between humans and other humans. Yeah. Um, trying to prove a point And here. the apes is kind of sandwiched in the middle there. So... We, though they do do a fair bit of fighting themselves, it's it's more guerrilla style. No it's almost like intended. a point about nature. Mm. And yeah, and the then in the end, there's a bit of a uh, coup de grace by nature that really finishes a lot of the people. And it's like, well, why did they even? Yeah. But again, there'll be a lot of spoilers going into that. So, and it's too fresh. Like I would be happy to spoil everything if it was a couple of months away. But right, uh, it literally just came out. This so. this movie is so. Uh, Pro ape, I felt very <laughs> anti-human. Yeah, yeah. Um, I felt a bit oppressed. But uh, okay, as I said, there are spoilers. But um, I, I, I didn't feel enough for the characters, especially when certain characters would, you know, get shot or whatever. Um, but I won't say who. But yeah, particular characters die, and I'm, I'm trying to feel it. And the, and there are certain issues with music. Uh, the music felt repetitive because when they try to feed the drama and the emotion, they would use the mm. same strings and, okay. and tones yeah. uh, versus, say, Hans Zimmer. Oh, the, co- the contrast in soundtracks is is very clear here. What um, did Hans Zimmer do, Dunkirk? Um, he used a lot of loud noises, sounds. Um, and was, then that, the, was he the sound guy for Dunkirk? Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. Um, All right. But, but this is your typical blockbuster. Um, but was it a bad movie? No, it wasn't. Um, I just felt it, it needed more character development, but there was too many characters spread too thin. Yeah. It, I almost came out like emotionally drained. And normally I get a bit of a high, like a rush, like Baby Driver. I love that movie. I came out as... I don't know if we talked about that already on this podcast. I don't think we have. Ah, I've, I've seen okay. it as well. Yeah, beautiful film. I recommend it to anyone. It's great. Film. I had one friend on Facebook call me out and go, well, I went and watched that. What are you talking about? I hated it. And I was like... Very close to unfriending him. <laughs> what kind of person could watch that and not be Great inspired? Movie. And fantastic editing, invigorated, and want to go out and make their own movie and buy the soundtrack, which I immediately downloaded on Spotify, and it just fueled my high. Like that's the only high I really get anymore. Now I'm nearly forty, and 
drive for a living, so you can't really go out and start right. dropping all kinds of weird psychedelics. Though psychedelics actually don't show up, but you can, <laughs> you wouldn't lose your license doing psychedelics, but you'd quite possibly lose your mind. Yeah. So that's something I'll probably keep on the back burner. Um, you know, maybe when I retire, I'll just start sipping mushroom tea. But until then, um, I've got to look for a more uh, safe high, which for me is mostly films. Yes. Um, and then um, obviously social media gives you a low buzz in terms of validation and you see people like right. your status or respond to things you've said, then it's like, oh, There's I a imagine. shot of dopamine every yeah, time yeah. you see that red notification. Yeah, yeah which read about you know, that. it's debatable whether that's healthy or not, but um, <coughs> movies definitely get me the biggest escape um, from the well, doldrums with of, this with this ape escape war of the yeah. apes uh, where are we at with that anyway I'm giving it a, a four out of four and a half out of seven yep I'm gonna give it 8.5 out of 10 not bad that's a, that's a high yeah. score um, yeah, the CGI was masterful I was gonna say that the visuals is breathtakingly beautiful yep. I think it's probably the best CGI I've seen since like for for animals in general yeah like you could see the the, the, the pores of the skin the, the mm. fur and the movements were very good. Yeah, but Caesar the was amazing. The like, his face actors. was, his voice. I mean, it was basically human to me. After a while, I was like, this guy, the, his the, character, I get, hmm. I believe in him, and I want him to succeed. So, who, who would have yeah. thought a close-up of a monkey would make you cry? Yeah, well, I didn't get that, um, but it certainly moved me. I don't think I was crying at or any moving. point. Or moving. Um, but yeah, I certainly, and there was a great humor. There was a character that they threw in there about halfway through that just yeah it was very funny yeah um, again I I'm not sure if it would be a spoiler but it was a they found out that there was a um a chimp from a zoo that had survived and somehow become smart yeah and um they were like oh it's not just us lab rats that means there could be monkeys all over the world or apes that uh, have you know gained intelligence and are just like us so yeah just, yeah it was a, it was a very funny scene discovering that guy because he'd just been alone for about what was it, 20 years by that point? Yeah, Since the, he looks uh, very old. Yeah. So. <laughs> and he's gone a little batty, so it's quite an amusing encounter. So there we go. I recommend you go see that. I recommend you see Dunkirk. Yeah. I recommend you see Baby Driver. Otherwise, I haven't really seen anything I didn't like. I think you should see all three films on the big screen. Um, it, mm, the experience is not the same on a smartphone or a tablet device or a computer screen. You'd yeah. have to see this on the big screen, yeah. uh, especially Dunkirk. Especially that... Um, then, well, yeah, the other two just as much as each other. Yeah. They really deserve um, seeing on the... I mean, everyone these days sits at home on Netflix or on their phone and they like to have that comfort of being in the lounge room and being able to eat whatever they want, wear whatever they want, you know, make out on the couch, pause. You know, you've got that luxury, but unless you've got your own VMAX-sized surround sound cinema... Exactly. I don't think you ever get the full experience. Well, I do like going to the cinema because it, it brings our sense of occasion back. You know, dressing yep. up, driving, yep. looking. <laughs> Even if it's just pulling on some jeans and a shirt, right. you know. But looking respectable and nice, just to go for this to, mm. to the cinema and then buying popcorn and having a fun You're time. You're forced to put your phone away. Right. Most people do anyway. Because if you don't, people will be very angry. <laughs> yeah. I saw Cars 3 and that was fun. Um, there was a guy a row down and to the left a bit that was on his phone a fair bit. Um, and normally that would cause me to lean over and be like, you know, hey, mate. I'd give him a, a while. I wouldn't be looking for any excuse to cause conflict. I don't like um, getting into any kind of altercation in public if I can help it. I tend to avoid drama. Sure. But, you know, when they take the piss, I'll try and say something. 
Um, but in Cars 3, there was kids running around. There was so much stuff that was distracting. And, you know, I kind of knew what was going to happen as soon as they set up the characters. So I wasn't that bothered by it, and I kind of let it slide. But if that had happened in Dunkirk, I would have just... I would have yeah. been pissed. Wow. But yeah, something that... would have had to... Well, what's so. interesting is uh, for, for Dunkirk, they had a, a special offering for any veterans or any people yeah. serving in the military with yeah. their discount tickets. Yeah, that was great. So that was good. See. Did you use that discount, Patrick? No, man, that would be unethical. I did do some time in the Army Reserve, but I'm no longer okay. doing that. So I'm like, that would be super not cool. <laughs> so I think that was supposed to, be, supposed to be for people that are actually putting their lives on the line. Um, yep. Uh, another thing I wanted to start this week was we make a little verbal contract with each other um there's a podcast i like a lot called kevin and oh, was it jane silent bob get old and that's what uh the older and wiser of the two calls an intervention podcast because it keeps the younger one sober who had a big problem with uh pills and heroin and things like that so every time they talk he tells a story about you know a really bad period in his life and what drugs led him to do and how many days he's been sober well neither of us do have a problem that bad like maybe i eat too much sugar um <laughs> yeah it's, it's pretty more bad. about what we don't do than what we do do it's bad so i'm gonna start making a promise to vin every week um about something i'm gonna definitely push myself to do yeah. and if i don't fulfill that or keep to that promise then he's going to force me to buy him dinner at the next podcast yeah, I'm going to do everything in my power to make him not do those things. Psycho- <laughs> really? Psychologically to me. or through Facebook uh, Messenger or uh, through good luck. Chinese whispers. Um, but yeah, Patrick, so what is your goal? Yeah, there's two the things. Uh, I'm going to actually go for a run. I haven't done that since January, I think. Um, I tried doing 10Ks. I had sore thighs for about a week afterwards and I just kind of let it fall to the wayside, you know. Um, I, was wor- I work sort of a tough job. Especially um, up till lately, it's been long hours. It's only the last week or so where we're really wound down business-wise. So I'm getting a lot of afternoons at home and I'm like, I should really be out there doing something rather than just sitting on the couch. So that's, okay, I'm going to do at least 10 kilometers by next Sunday, which is or whenever we sit down, yeah. sometime during the weekend. Um, the other thing I want to do is actually put an article up on Beyond Cosplay because I could spend a lot of time staring at a blank screen on WordPress, which is the site we use to write for it. Sure. Um, And there's a lot of pressure from the other guys that contribute to actually, you know, put stuff on there. We don't get a huge amount of hits. Um, And so it's a bit of a negative loop where we sort of think, well, if no one's going to read it, why do I bother? Like, what's the point? We need a positive feedback loop. So, you know, if we start... Because that's not going to change unless we actually start putting stuff out there and eventually someone will like it and um you know it's not all about getting numbers it's about enjoying what you do which is the same with this um i'm not here to get famous or uh, make any money but it's um you certainly don't want to be boring like i had someone tell me that five people they've talked to tuned in and zoned out after five minutes um which is a weirdly like there's a certain um what's the word parallel no, synergy, it's sort of synergy. Synergy? Or what? No, when you've got one side the same as the other side. Like uh, yin, faces, yin and yang? Symmetry. There's symmetry. a symmetry to that. Okay. And I wonder why people tune out. It took me five minutes to get to that. But yeah, five people zoned out after five minutes. So we're going to make a difference. Um, that's one thing. I'm like, oh, we need structure. We need things that 
we'll keep them on. And But I noticed that even when if it's an hour-long podcast and I'm driving around, I've got it in my ear, I'll zone out even to really funny people because that's just human nature. You can't keep people interested for that long without having them daydream or worry about what's happening in their lives. <coughs> so that's a given, you know. Um, but still, we can pump things up a bit. There's always room um, to improve, Patrick. Yeah, that's it. So I've started a new thing so, where every week we discuss... Um, whether it's going to help or not, I'll have fun doing it. What's controversial in world news this week? Apparently, the president of the United States, our king, Donald Trump himself, has uh, banned any transsexual people from joining the military. Um, caused a lot of uproar on social media. Oh, dear. Um, so where do you stand on that, Vin? Um, I, I think whether you're, you're trans, female, male, whatever, um, mm. or you're going through an operation, um, if you want to serve your country... Uh, that shouldn't limit you in any way because uh, how, how does that affect you and your performance? I mean, it's like, oh, he talked about medical costs or, or, or whatnot. Yeah. Um, but doesn't that all come personal? Yeah, I'm, I'm with him at the point where if they're only joining a military to get a free sex change, then that's something else. But in terms of it being, it's stopping you from joining the military, no, that shouldn't be an issue at all. You should be able to be whoever you want as long as you can do the job then you know yeah as long as you're physically capable of doing those tasks because to be in the military you got to be in peak physical condition male or female or trans so um there there is no like freebies or like they're going to give you like a a pass for certain tests it's like nah Mm. yeah well they've even allowed females into the ranger school and that's frontline combat roles for the first time ever (laughs) in the last couple of years so you know that's a great step forward if that's what they want to do then let them do that but, um, yeah, this is a real step backwards, I think. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, he's having trouble putting through any of his reforms, like he was going to repeal Obamacare, even with most of the House being Republican, they haven't been able to do that. So, you know, hopefully at the end of this mess in three years from now, because he's been there for about a year now, hasn't he? No, six yeah. months. It's only been six months? Yeah. Oh, God, it Beginning feels like year. forever. Um, so in three and a half years, hopefully the tables turn and... It flips back to a bit more uh, of a sane arrangement because he's so far out of step with the rest of his country. I mean, he did appeal to that that base that that seemed like they weren't getting their voices heard, but most of them have turned against him now by the sound of it because you know oh, suddenly all those magical promises that he'd made um, aren't being met. So no, he, you know, he which everyone to... else knew was going to happen, but he really suckered in a lot of people. Um, what he's so. really good at doing is to rile the crowd up and like tell them what they want to hear because yeah. he, he's basically a, a, a businessman and a fearmonger. And the other problem was that the candidate they put up against him wasn't up to scratch either. So, I mean, I'm not a big Clinton supporter at all. So, there, there would have been much better choices for sure. I would say if Bernie but, Sanders was a yeah. candidate, he would have gotten to be president. You uh, think? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if I'll. He got the young crowd. It's easy to say. Um, but yeah, he. I certainly would have preferred to see him. I've had some more conservative friends scoff at that because he's a known communist or whatever. But um, you know, he's had, he's. It's been a few years since he was way out there with those views. Um, yeah, he seemed to really tread the right line in terms of justice for all. And yeah, I don't know. I can't see how that would have been bad for anyone. It would, that would have been great. I mean, he's a bit old, and he's certainly too old to can probably go for it again. Yeah. Um, certainly Clinton won't like, so it'll be interesting to see maybe we'll get um, The Rock he was talking about <laughs> hey I mean like Ronald Reagan was a I former, would love to see Ronald that. Reagan was a former yeah. actor 
yeah. turned president, so yeah. or governor turned president. And he's the Rock's always been careful about not stating, um, not having a real strong position on any of the big issues. So he's still got people say that's a sign of weakness, but other people say it's a sign of strength in that he can he's still got time to form um, those opinions. Yeah, and well, he probably has them, but he hasn't made them public, so he's got time to you know build the right platform and go from there if he wants to so I'm, i wouldn't be surprised if we said that maybe not the next election but down the track when he's done with the film yeah career. because um, he've unlike arnold schwarzenegger was actually born in the united states so right yeah it is an option for him and everyone loves him so why not yeah it can't be any worse than trump anyway um you know even a even one tweet i saw which i enjoyed a lot was uh even an, a literal rock like an actual rock would be better than trump so, <laughs> Yeah, big fan of that one. Um, and then we go to local controversial news. There was a police shooting at Central Station where I used to work and only two blocks from where I used to live. Um, so it was a young mentally handicapped or mentally... He had mental health issues, that's for sure. Sure. Um, he didn't want to... He had a Vietnamese name, if I remember correctly. He was definitely Asian. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because um, they the talked name. to his brother who said he had a lot of problems and he was a nice guy, but he just wasn't all there anymore and... He hadn't talked to him for a while, but basically he went into a uh, florist, a florist. A florist, yeah. You've been mismincing words know, today, I, Patrick. I, what, I symmetry? I think I'm a little bit nervous and it sometimes makes me do, I don't know what, it's Spanglish on, or Patrick, Chinglish. I'm here. There's no one else here. Wink, wink. Yeah, I think it's just a general anxiety that I carry. But So, uh, so he went to a florist and then, that's right. and then what he, happened? Um, basically pulled out a pair of scissors and I don't know if he demanded money or anything, but it was... A, there was a call out that there was an armed hold up and the police needed to attend. And the closest police were two plainclothes officers who turned up, ordered him to drop the scissors. He told them he wanted to, he wanted them to shoot him. Then appeared to start to run at the officers with the weapon. And obviously they responded with force. So given they had, were plainclothes, they only carry a pistol, a nine mil Glock. Yeah. They only carry handcuffs. So if the guy's running at you with a knife, you can't. It's a bit early for the handcuffs, so let's use the pistol. You don't shoot for the limbs because you're likely to miss. It's a low it will, risk. It'll go through the limb and hit possibly. Sorry, high risk. Public. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot. Of, a lot of people. You know, on social media. You know, it was a bit polarizing. Some people. Oh, it's another sign that they're getting too. Um, police brutality. You know, yeah, they're getting too like cowboys, and it's just shooting up the place, but. You know, I think it was pretty clear cut from this case that it was the only um, option for them. And it's sad that this guy had to die and it's sad that he didn't get the right treatment. Um, but in the end, I can't see any other way it could have gone um, given the, the time they had to make that decision. So, yeah, no, I'm glad they went home to their family um, and just hope that uh, the family of the victim can move on and... You know, that it doesn't happen again. That there, that there is a big problem in that. Um, other than that incident, and what could probably help uh, is more money put into mental health care and things like that, because a lot of prisons are basically warehousing for uh, people with mental health problems that should be treated by professionals, not just um, you know what are essentially security guards with you know eight months training and some case management which has come they've come a long way since you know having done some work in that field myself you know it used to be a lot worse and it's it's come a long way you know they do have like a permanent correctional officer will have five or six inmates that they'll talk to on a regular basis and try and see where they're at and 
get them help and they've got psychologists and they've got treatment programs and all that, but they're still a long way from being where they need to with correcting, you know, they, they call it corrections, but a lot of the time they're basically just saving out their time. And there's a culture there that's very hard to change. Mm. So, you know, it's a bigger issue than just what they should have done in this 22nd period of time, you know, which I don't think anyone can judge unless you're in their shoes. You can't really jump up and down too much. So that's my rant um, to something a bit more fun. We've got comic news. Apparently, uh, see, in, talks, in, in talking about shooting people, no one's a better shooter uh, of bad guys than Frank Castle. Nice segue. Yay. It was Although he's still a minute. bad cunt. Um, wow, that's the first time I've had the C word dropped. Um, oh, sorry. On the podcast. Episode five, mark it down, people. Uh, Vin went there. Although he's a um, bad ape. He's yeah. a bad ape. Uh, yeah, so he, they've put him in the armor of the war machine. I don't know my, many details about it. I don't read um, a lot of comics lately, but um, it'd be interesting to see if they move that into the uh, MCU at all or on Netflix. Because that would be interesting. It'd be too expensive for Netflix. It'll take but, too much time to establish. So I think not only yeah, for comics. No. Only for comics, but I might actually. That's got me interested. Like I love uh, Punisher. I did read that through the nineties, um, along with a lot of other comics, and uh, it might make me go in and pick up at least the trade paperback when that's done, because I can't afford to buy to spend you know six or seven dollars an issue, hmm. and then have to buy probably what they're running about forty to fifty issues in a universe every month. So Marvel and DC, I've got. Roughly that number each. It's a lot. So, and once I get into something, I'm a bit OCD. I'm completed, so I have to get all of them, and I just—it's all or nothing with me. So yeah. I've got to wait till wow. there's no middle ground lap. for you, Patrick. Yeah, yeah. There's no middle bad. ground. No. Uh, so yeah, that's that's that. We'll see how that goes. Um, wacky news of the week. We'll go to our favourite part of the world. It's Florida, and I had my phone here next to me that I've just dropped on the floor. So professional. Um, uh, yeah, production value. And where was I? I was looking at FARC.com. is a great website. I've been on it since 2001. So, or earlier, actually. It was like late 99 when I was studying. And <laughs> instead of studying, often I would find myself on this website because um, it has all the best news and they come up with funny headlines. So good for them. Um, this one was a link to a Yahoo News article where the headline is, Man Robs Bank, Gets Naked and Throws Money. So I think that's going to set the tone for most of the things we see coming out of Florida. In Fort Lauderdale, authorities say they arrested a man who robbed a bank, stripped naked, and ran down the street throwing stolen money, a spectacle he somehow thought would jumpstart his career as a comedian. I don't think he fully thought that through. 25-year-old Alexander Sperber, and there's a mugshot of him looking a little beaten up. Um, Poor young guy. He told the authorities he parked his car, made a um, gun motion with his hand, so he didn't even have a gun, demanded money and who, from the teller who gave him five grand in a bag, and then, of course, the inevitable red dye pack explosion happened, staining oh, his clothes and a cast on his left wrist. So he's got a broken arm. You're kidding me. Yeah, he gets covered in red dye. So does the, the cast. So I don't know how you're going to take that off. Wow. How can um, you so escape obviously that? that? He's taken off his clothes because they're covered in dye. Started running down the street. Um, and then for some reason was taken to a hospital instead of jail. So obviously his 
It doesn't say how he injured himself, but that's where he ended up. Um, maybe it was the mental health issues, which he clearly has. Um, yeah, it's unclear if he has an attorney, <laughs> which segs into the news that um, there's a, a lawyer that's trying to get rid of his client. Um, Mahaj? Yeah, Salim Mahaj. That, that's Australian news. But yeah, that's pretty wacky, that guy. I mean, the wedding. The, the Auburn. Yeah, the Auburn counselor. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So yeah. basically, his lawyer is trying to get rid of him. That guy. That guy works his eyebrows more than his wife. He. He's very pruned and very, uh, let's just say, metrosexual. Too much. Um, but he, if he did, if he wasn't a loudmouth or didn't close off the whole street for a wedding, then he would have continued the corruption. Easy. But then he had to draw so much media attention. Yeah, he's really his own worst enemy. Yeah. So I think he screwed himself over. So the, the sooner media stops talking about him, the better. And kind of ironically... <laughs> he actually it. was announcing his run for prime minister or something. Oh, man. So it just needs to stop. Someone needs oh, to... The cringe was real. Put that guy on an island or something. <laughs> um, what else has happened? Infinity trailer. Uh, you've seen it. I've read about it. I don't want to watch it until it's... Officially well, apparently there was released. a leaked trailer online. Yeah. Some guy on Facebook shared it. Um, and and uh, my eyes was very curious, so I clicked on the play button. And uh, even though it was super terrible phone quality, um, the actual screen was stuck on the corner of, of in, in blackness, right? But what I saw... So 90% of your screen was black. Yes. But you did like what you saw. But I... I so. Because I imagined it, the whole screen to be big. But anyway, um, what I saw was, was incredible. What you read in the different nerd articles, uh, the descriptions, um, it's all accurate. But then to see it visually, uh, it was a complete spectacle. Thanos just apparently throwing a planet, uh, Thor meeting the, the, the Guardians. Mm, I'm looking um, for... That's probably the thing I'm looking forward to the most. Just, it's just nice to see them all meet together yeah. because they've been their own separate movies. I mean, minus the Avengers and stuff, but yeah. to see like Ant-Man and, and, and the, the Guardians and then... Doctor Strange, and then everyone fleshing themselves out together finally to yep. battle this well, common Apparently foe. Doctor Strange is in Thor, which is coming out in October, yep. directed by Taika Waititi, who before this really hasn't done anything big. Uh, he's done some great movies. Um, I think he was involved with Flight of the Concords, and then he went on and did a few other sort of small things like that. Uh, there was one with Sam Neill he did recently. Um, I'll have to go to IMDb. to get around. I bought the DVD, and I've been meaning to watch it, and apparently it's amazing. Um, like in terms of it's just being the funniest thing ever uh, Eagle vs. Shark was one he did I recommend you hunting that down Eagle vs. Shark very funny movie Hunt for the Wildebeest that's the one that really made his name so um, also pick that up if you can but yeah it lo really looks like he's hit, hit it out of the park with Thor so I'm hoping that all expectations are met and um, we'll probably try and organise a little uh, night there to go watch it together and bring you the review. First thing. Yeah, that's Spoiler awesome. free. Of course. We've been having too many spoilers uh, today. <laughs> don't and worry, the, the other thing coming out um, that is, is happening far too far away is Westworld Season 2. Oh, yes. Spring in America is when? Because it's spring 2018. So when would that be? The middle of the year or beginning? Because <laughs> I don't know. We that's have terrible. No, summer for us is January, right? What's right. what's summer for them? Because I, I don't know. July. Okay. So it's before July. Yeah. So that's good. It's less than halfway through the year. We'll have more Westworld. 
I still haven't seen the Blu-ray box set. Uh, 4K box set actually is, is the first ever TV box set. So I'll be picking that up as soon as I can for season one. Um, I've been trying to watch it with a friend who is having issues with the plot. Um, I think I've discussed that previously, uh, but she's getting into it. It's a so. show that you need to watch, for series one, you need to watch twice and read the Reddit boards if you're that confused. And yeah. people that come up with the theories, just as good. Yeah. Because it's all, it's all speculation. There's so many what ifs. Yeah. No, nothing is set in stone. It really is one of those classic water cooler um, shows. It's a beautiful show. Yeah. Um, oh man, the, and the main stars like uh, Dolores and Teddy. Oh. Sandy Newton plays um, my favorite character. Uh, Ma- Maeve. The... Maeve. Yeah, really. I think that's the character's name. I remember her actor's name more, but um, she's English, uh, and she just oh, she stole perfect. the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great acting so. for everybody, and and don't forget Anthony Hopkins. Mm, Amazing course. job. Yeah. He does well. He does a lot better than he did in Transformers. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Are you saying people are not to see Transformers? Um, I wouldn't go to the movies for it, even though it is a big screen kind of blockbuster. It's worth a rent, not a. Uh, I don't. I don't know in what situation that would be worth seeing. Um, if you're stuck Shots fired. somewhere um, and there's really no other option, and you've got a lot of time on your hands, then yeah, it's bearable. But, um, wow, Patrick. That's probably the worst movie I've seen this year. Oh t- like at the cinema. Um, and probably the only, like I haven't really watched when I'm at home, it's more, I've got to finish what's in my Netflix queue. Like I'm a bit OCD again about, and not to use that term lightly, apparently that's offensive, but I like to, uh, have, you know, it tells you what you've been watching Yeah. and I can't move on to something new until that list is. You like to complete your list before you make a new list. Yeah. And that's probably to my detriment because there's a lot of stuff on there that I'm not really enjoying. Like, uh. West Coast Customs, I thought might be fun, but man, they really dragged that out. Well, you're so you're very much a perfectionist, uh, Patrick, <laughs> and a completionist, which is uh, hard to satisfy anybody these days. Um, anyway, uh, so we've got our new segment, which is that social gripe. Oh yeah, I totally forgot that. I wrote it sideways, so that's probably why weekly social media gripe or. What's grinding our gears? So if Facebook? you haven't heard of Facebook, this it's yep. social media website. <laughs> well, you know, there got, is Twitter, but, yeah. but apparently only celebrities celebrities use that. Like, I just haven't got my head around it. Um, my favorite celebrity at the moment, Kevin Smith, he's a big fan of Twitter. And I just, you know, I just, I've scrolled through there. I've got one set up for Beyond Cosplay and I just can't. But then again, Reddit took me a few years to get the hang of. So, right. um, who knows? But then Reddit, I don't post. I just read some of the more interesting, um, they have these great things called uh, Ask Me Anything. So it's an AMA. AMAs, yeah. And that's a really funny one sometimes. Like they recently had, uh, Woody Harrelson did a famous one where he wanted to talk about um, a certain movie that he was in. Um, and everyone kept asking me questions about anything other than that movie and he got really pissed off. Uh, so it was hilarious watching him melt down. But they have some great ones too, whether it's a NASA scientist or, you know, an actor Will Ferrell's done some great ones yeah but yeah um, anyway so social media can be, covers a lot of ground but generally we're talking about Facebook Facebook yeah so um, Patrick what's your uh, well, gripe what's the one that trend I've seen you? that's popped up and I'm not sure why it infuriates me again I like to collect a lot of media if I see something funny I'll save it and use it later on at some point if I see a relevant context for it um, and you can't do that when it's a video 
and uh, there's a lot of pages share. I've seen some friends share, you know, like a funny image from a page, except it's the, or just the format is in video, but it's an image. So it's just playing the same picture over and over again for 15 seconds. And you can't, it's just, I don't, I don't, it's a picture. Yeah. Don't put it up as video. I don't know why, but for some reason that triggers me and I'm just all over the place. And, um, because you can't save it's, it. It's small. Yeah, yeah, you can't. And it sounds like a dumb excuse, but it's also the inherent duplicity of it. It's like, it's not a video. If I could press play, I want to see movement. Were there, so, was there any music or sounds? No, it's not hurting anyone. No, there's no sounds. There's nothing. See, that's it's the just problem. a picture. Yeah. Um, and I think <laughs> the main reason they're doing it is to stop people from saving it and then resharing it. On a different page, but but then again, they stole it to make yeah, the video. Yeah, they stole it themselves. So it's not like they've created the content and it's like a watermark or anything. It's just yep. Uh, so that's mine. Have you? <laughs> well, well, it's hard to beat that because that is really, really annoying. That right? That would infuriate me. Of, As a videographer, yeah. that pisses me off. There's I'm just, a lot of other things I could pick. But... I'll give you the bloody JPEG, not a, not a video of the JPEG. Right. So okay? I'm not alone in that. That's no, not just me. I did no. post something about it. I had a top ten little like irks things that got me through the week um and that was one of them and i had a few people mention that that bothered them too so okay this yeah. is more personal but uh what makes me angry is that let's say we post a, a photo together eating at a restaurant in in george street and then people comment was i there was Pro- i in that photo no well, I, why I, not did where's my invite oh sick invite. exactly exactly people who write sick invite and then I and then I asked them, hey, come come along if you're if you're in the city, uh, you know we we'll be here all night. Mm. And they're like, nah, I don't feel like it. Well then, fuck you. Why? Why yeah. why don't you commit to what you say? If you talk the talk, then walk the walk. If you exactly. Wanna, if you want to come? Then why no. do you hide behind a computer screen yeah. or a phone and say you're you're trolling, right? But you're yeah. you're not you're not helping the situation. It, that's why I'll I'll never invite these people. <laughs> because they yeah. piss me off. Um, I have to remember to not say invite on you again. <laughs> and and people who who click maybe instead of no. Right? I do that because it's like I, I want to see what happens with the thing, but I'm not going to make it. Like but it's, if I click no, I'll never hear anything. People about click it. maybe because it's conditional. They'll go if certain other people go like attractive oh, okay. people or like their friends don't go or they do yeah, go yeah I get that because I'll click so maybe it's... because I don't with my work I get a lot of random last minute overtime yeah so that's another thing I don't want to promise I'm coming and then pull out at the last minute um, but wow, yeah I can see why people sexual. would do that hey the, <laughs> the Catholic method um, yeah but, but um... yeah no I I understand that I've tried to organize a lot of events and eventually I gave up because you get too many people just even saying, yeah, they're coming, and they're just ghosting. So, And that can be frustrating when you're booking uh, spaces or Especially you know, for restaurants, foods. yeah. Yeah, um, so yeah. that can be frustrating. And eventually, you just most people I've seen that started doing events, they don't last very yeah, long. Yeah, social media is the land of empty promises. <laughs> wow. <laughs> On that depressing note. I'm gonna, yeah. All righty. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to Banana Split. I can't remember what you promised you would do. Oh, uh, okay. Actually, I well, made mine. I'm going to run 10Ks and write something. I was going to avoid that, Patrick. Um, well, You can't. I've okay. got to hold you to account. Well, here's the thing. I've shot a lot of cosplay content. And earlier this year, I shot a cosplay interview with a cosplayer 
named Enya, uh, who's also a fashionista, and she does great work. And I haven't even edited the video, and it's been six, seven months. Wow. And I have a habit of shooting stuff and not editing. So she's sitting there all this time wondering where it is. Like, man, we put so much work into that. Yes. And is she like asking you for no, updates? No, no okay. she's too busy and she has a way more important life than cosplay okay. videos. But Still. Um, I'm gonna, my dedication for this week is to try and, and make the video. All make right. it as compelling and have creative new endeavors in the video, new editing techniques, yep. new visual language. I just thought of another weekly segment we should have, which is a favorite cosplay of the week. And sure. considering you just talked about someone named Enya, let's go there. What what do you like about her? Why did you... Well, she's since migrated her? to Canada like permanently with yeah. her family. But she used to live here because she was she came here when, at a young age. She lived in Australia, but now she's in... Uh, what, what I like about her cosplayers, and, but she has a good style and a good fashion sense. She's almost akin to the 1930s oh. and, and almost that what burlesque style. What sort of characters does she style. tend to go for? Um, I, I don't know. Is it Enya Fredericks? Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah, she's on there. She's not a friend. <laughs> I thought she was. The name really <laughs> rang a bell. It's one of those situations where you, you're sure that you are friends with this person then you go to their profile and you're like, huh. But she's, she has friend. a good appreciation for style for both men and women. Um, you know, talking about tailoring classic men's style, mm. which is something that's very lacking in modern society. Yeah, I can see that scrolling through. So people don't shine their shoes anymore. You can or... see her in the Snow White. Um, yeah, see, like Snow I've, White, I've for example, her, that's 1950s. I remember running into her when she was doing that. And Great attitude, fun girl. She's our cosplayer of the week. If you want to go to her page, um, <laughs> then you'll have to look at for Siren at Play. There it is, folks. Siren at Play on Facebook. She also has an Instagram, though I don't know what it is, but it's probably at Siren at Play. <laughs> I can't see it on there, but there's some great images, so go check it out. Give it a like. Yeah, so like that. Anyway, uh, cue up the music. Thank you so much for listening to Banana Split, the podcast where a white guy and an Asian guy talk... F- well, I'm going to keep saying this. Yeah. Uh, talk geeky news, uh, cringeworthy stuff, and gripes of the week. Thank you. I am Vin. Yep. I'm Patrick. Have a week. <laughs>